to this day i can't catch a fish you know <laughs> that's what your father passed that's along what, to you what, he taught me how to not catch fish <laughs> <laughs> and i learned it very well welcome to the 20 minute podcast a ministry of king of kings lutheran church we are a caring community reaching in friendship with christ Follow us on social media at King of Kings CR or visit us on the web at www.kingofkingscr.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 20 Minute Podcast. I am Tony Dixon, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Rich Balvans. Hello, Pastor Rich. Well, hello, and happy Father's Day week. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and to you as well. Well, thank you. Thank you. As it I turns out, that. we are both fathers. We are. And we? not only that, of we are fathers each of one boy and one girl. Oh, that's right. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. Who is older, the boy or the girl? Uh, for in you? in my case, it's the boy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we've got that reversed, that's but that's right. okay. That's a, there's something that's not the same about us. There's anyway. some common ground there, though, isn't there? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, are you one of those fathers who, on Father's Day, gets called upon to do the grilling and all that sort of thing, even though you also do it on Mother's Day? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it's like that, you know, but my kids, my family does a pretty good job of not adding more stuff to my plate. Oh, on good. Father's Day, they like to do surprises. And oh. of course, my kids, you know, are six and eight. So right now, any reason to have a surprise or a party or to do something special is an exciting time. Oh, yeah. And it was when our children were that age. The kids are always more excited about it than the parents. They don't still do anything like that for you, huh? It's pretty rare. (laughs) (laughs) You wait for that text late in the evening. Oh, happy Father's Day, Dad. Right. Yes. (laughs) I suppose so. Yeah. Almost forgot. Just got it in under the wire. That's right. right? (laughs) I don't do that. No, I'm I'm teasing. They're good kids, and and they remember us uh, on those special days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, do you have any go-to memories of growing up, of you and your dad? I was thinking about this as we were getting ready for our podcast today and talking about Father's Day, and I kind of was thinking about this myself. What is the story or the situation that comes to mind when I think about how I could represent my dad? Well, my father was primarily motivated by work Okay. on the farm, and so honestly, There were not a lot of non-work-associated activities that we took part in together, although I remember (laughs) this came to mind immediately when you asked, because one year when I was probably about 10, I had been hassling him to go fishing. And finally, one, it must have been middle of July morning, because we got up very early And we went, uh, got our fishing poles. I had dug some worms the day before. And we went down to the Iowa River and tramped through some very tall grass filled with all kinds of bugs and fished for a couple hours. And neither of us caught anything. Sounds like fishing to me. That was that was our one time going fishing together. That was the end of the story. That was the end of the story. Usually, you're supposed to. It's, I guess no, there's no Disney ending on there's that one. A, no, and 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 we caught 25 fish and, and had a great fish and, fry. And we had nothing nothing to show for our oh, time no. spent together, other than mosquito bites and a bunch of worms that we just dumped into the water. And, and that about uh, sums it up. That's huh? some. 
And that's, yeah, that was my great fishing escapade with my father. And we never went fishing together again after that. (laughs) I don't know if I would either. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. It wasn't. I came to understand that part of the problem was that we were fishing probably somewhat unknowingly not far downstream from where the local sewer effluent came into the river. Sure. You got to be (laughs) careful what you catch down there. And it was a very small dead zone down there, apparently. So we we had no luck whatsoever. But it's still a solid memory. Oh, yeah. Even though it didn't turn into much. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And you, do you have a special memory? Yeah, I do. Uh, And in fact, my dad listens to the podcast quite a bit, so I'll have to make sure that what I'm saying is accurate. Get this right, yeah. But there are a lot of memories that come up. Most of them have to do with like various projects, if Mm -hmm. that surprises you at all. No, it doesn't surprise Um, me at all. I can't remember how old I was, maybe six or seven years old. My parents came up with kind of an incentive thing for behavior, Mm -hmm. as some parents do, some families have. And the reward that I had chosen was to build a downhill racer, like coast car type of thing. Sure. So I... This would be one you could ride in, right? That you can ride in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a soapbox derby type of thing or or whatever, but not to race in, in one of those. And so... I somehow behaved enough to earn it, and uh, and I remember building that with him, how he included me and how I was able to take part in the process. And as you know, those are the types of things that kind of shape me into who I am today. Oh, yeah. Working with my hands, liking to work on projects, and sometimes even focusing on those things too much to where I realized, no, I got to take a step back and include my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that we want to get something done. But at the same time, if my dad had never included me in some of those things, who knows if I would have any interest, certainly no ability uh, to do those things. I don't want to make it sound like my dad was harsh or anything like that. But when it came to projects, in my experience, he would do the work and I would hand him the nails. Yeah. And. I was the light holder most yeah, of the time. Right. <laughs> Hold the trouble light. That that's was right. my that was my job. That's right. But you learn through those things yeah. and, you, and you have that time well, together. And think about what yeah. you're doing that whole time, whether you're handing nails or handing them tools or holding a light, yeah. is you're watching. Which as a young person and now having my own kids, I realize that's so much of what kids are soaking in oh. is what they're watching me do. And when it comes to projects and things as well. You know, we learn an incredible amount that way. To this day, I can't catch a fish. You know, <laughs> That's what your father passed that's along what, to you. What, he taught me how to not catch fish. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned it very well. And, uh, and I'm still no good at it. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing how we pick that up. Yeah. In reflecting on our fathers, there's something that I heard not too long ago that kind of piqued my interest a Mm -hmm. little bit. As we've talked about on the podcast and as we've talked about at length in person off of the microphone, there are just so many things going on in the world with the pandemic things and now other things with the culture around us and changing things there as well and unrest. And I heard so much news, so much not so great news. Yeah, And it's a reality. It's the reality of the world we live in. But the other day, I'm sitting there watching the news in the morning, and I hear one thing that kind of catches my ear. Dads are spending more time with their kids because of COVID, because of staying at home, because of working from home. And they said, and I I don't know, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but they said that, you know, there are at least is some anecdotal evidence that dads are spending more time with their kids, and that, that, that could be a potential positive 
outcome from everything that's been going on. Yeah. Well, we know that's the case just from people we know personally, that many parents, whether it's dad or mom, but in this case, we're talking about dad, in the Cedar Rapids area in particular, are able to work from home. And so that's this opportunity, even though it's challenging to work from home with your kids around you, they are having that opportunity to spend more time with their children and take part in some of the home activities that typically they would not be part of. And that has to be a good thing because that's what we are as parents is caregivers and teachers. And it's no surprise that especially toward the beginning of all of this happening, it was hard. And it still probably is. It's pretty tough because we weren't expecting that all of a sudden we would all be stuck together Mm -hmm. with one another. And for some families, maybe it wasn't much of a change, but I think probably based on what I've heard from many people, it took some getting used to, whether mom, dad, or, or siblings. And all of a sudden, everybody is together again. And initially that may not be a good thing and maybe some families still don't think it's a good thing (laughs) an interesting aspect to this is if you take the average father and go back to when his children were born Mm -hmm. and there's actual data that backs this up Ooh, data i know you like your data i like my data but i'm just (laughs) saying that most dads immediately following the birth of their children wish they could stay home more sure to be around that new baby. In fact, it's something like 85% of men say they wish they could spend more time with their families when that new child is born. Yeah. But as we move along through life, particularly with uh, the male focus, especially strong on one's work, Mm -hmm. we tend to substitute our work for our, our family. And Gradually, I don't think it's something that's done consciously, but you gradually become more and more involved in your daily activities, and that desire tends to wane a little bit, especially as the kids get older and they're not quite as cute as they were. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) That doesn't happen, does it? But it's interesting when you look at it, the, the men's desire to be at home when the children are very young, and then you know, things get substituted along the way. And some of the interaction and the teaching and just the common bond is lost to some extent. I think about my own experience and draw from that now as a dad. And being here at church and working a lot, you know, working long days, depending on what's going on, there's a little bit more flexibility, but I still get home and I'm a little bit tired. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I want to see my kids my mind it shifts gears. It goes straight from work ministry related things to, all right, what needs to be done around the house? How many hours do I have to mow the lawn before it's dark? What do I need to do in the garage to clean it up so that I can get the van in there before the storm comes? You know, mm-hmm. things like that. And I, I noticed myself. That's why I said what I did earlier about, you know, my dad and the things that I learned from him. Working hard and focusing on those things as a dad is great. But I think in my own life, I've noticed that that's something I have to be careful about. Maybe I just start to think about the fact that there's all this stuff that I have to do, Mm -hmm. you know, to take care of my family. But regardless of what the motivation is, those things are there. And my focus in spending time with my children, it does 
change a little bit. Yeah. I have to say, oh, you know, maybe the line can wait another day. Maybe the neighbors won't call the city yet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you take the average uh, eight-year-old and ask him how long the grass is, they probably can't come within four inches of telling you what that actually is because they don't care. It's us who put the value on those things. The the children, in fact, probably the taller it is, the better they like it. Right. But <laughs> go out on an adventure in the that's, backyard. That's right? right. Well, that's what we used to. I used to get a pair of scissors, you know, and cut these roads, you know, <laughs> through the grass out. And uh, I ought and, to try that. And and uh, that, for, for your your toys and stuff like that to drive on, you know. I've got to let our lawn grow tall enough that you can cut roads into yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot would love that. Uh, he, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. But you know. Now it's provided an opportunity for many people to reassess where they are in that. And I think that as fathers, what we regret oftentimes is that loss of daddy. Yeah. You can't uh, start saying stuff like that to me now. I have an eight-year-old daughter. Yeah, well, that's right. Oh, boy. I know, I know. I'm going to have but, to mute my microphone here. You know, that that's when... <laughs> I've got some tissues here for you. If <laughs> yeah, you it's allergies. <laughs> <laughs> but you lose that yeah. at some point. You know, why does he call me father now? Or, hey, you... Uh, or she said, doesn't even recognize my voice anymore. And then you end up with all these regrets. And what made me think about that is that in Scripture, we have these names for our Heavenly Father. And sure. one of them is this Abba Father, this Daddy. Daddy. That we as adults are called upon to view our Heavenly Father as all, all the time. Yeah. And so as dads, we would like to be able to maintain that with our own children. And so you do things unknowingly, kind of turn you away from that. You walk away from that to some extent. And now, you know, hopefully quite a few people have had the chance to reestablish some of that daddy, yeah. daddy influence there. I hope so, yeah. I wonder too, or I hope, that once people get past the initial shock that some of that realization will come back to where yeah. it's, hey, I, I actually enjoy being with my family yeah. and my kids. As You know, there are challenging times, obviously, but realizing the value of your work, but also then realizing the fact that there is a trade-off yeah. there. One of the things that I've been thinking about is that it's a good thing probably that we've had this interruption, not just from that point of view, but also that the children have had a lot of the activities put on hold through which we as parents sort of live vicariously. Right. And so hopefully some uh, of that kind interesting. of some of that kind of pressure yeah. is relieved on the children and we as parents don't have to try and cause them to live up to whatever sure. uh, kinds of ideals or expectations or goals that that we may have set for them that really doesn't even fit their character or nature. Yeah, I wonder if there are ways that parents are realizing they can connect with their kids in other ways, that there's more to them than a baseball team. Now, yeah. although baseball's starting to pick up, you know, but there are several of those things, like you said, where if they don't have that way to connect or relate to each other, we've been kind of forced as people mm -hmm. to figure out what that looks like. Well, yeah, and the position that we find ourselves in is, is a forced position, of course, right now because of, of the COVID thing. It's but uncomfortable. It is. It's uncomfortable, but that discomfort 
does produce changes. And I, I saw an article, it was just published, in fact, last week. It compared families and what their responses might be to this, this situation. And uh, it actually went back to World War II. Okay. And looked at how men coming back from war were changed regarding their families and how much they viewed the importance of spending time with their children and protecting their kids and having a strong relationship with them. Now, this is, we can never say this is true about everyone, but it made me think very strongly about the post-World War II generation that was so highly protected by their parents. Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, parents got very liberal in what they had allowed their kids to do because they didn't want to disappoint them, didn't want to harm them, that sort of thing. But sure. A lot of psychological stuff in there. But the point is that it changed the way families operated. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It changed the way people viewed their family relationship. And some are talking, and it's unproven yet at this point, that this crisis, global crisis, may produce something similar. Yeah. People, I think, are looking for those things that could potentially be a positive in mm-hmm. such a terrible situation. Yeah. Because, you know, it's no secret that what has been happening over the past several months is going to have a long-term effects on all of us. Yeah. I can't imagine how that's going to play out with kids and their fears and their anxieties and yeah. how they view the world and how they interact with one another. And so to take that and think about that change and what that means, I hope that there is some positive change yeah. in the midst of what seems to be some negative outcomes from what's been going on. Yeah, well, certainly parents, I think, have to be aware of the fact that even though it may not be immediately showing up, the children are experiencing a lot of difficulty through these times, and uh, it's, it's going to be incumbent upon parents to be very cognizant of the fact that this is a stressful time for them as well. Yeah. We're struggling to process everything that's happening as adults. I've had 30-plus years to figure out how to process this stuff. You've had, you know, double that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but we've had time to figure out how to approach things, you know, our worldview as mm-hmm. Christians. And my six-year-old son is not going to have the same tools that I have or that you have right. to figure out what it means when we're told we can't go outside of our house. What do you mean I can't go into Menards with you? What do you mean we're not going to church this week? What do you mean I can't play with the neighbor kids? So to think about all of those impacts that this has had on them, I hope it's a good thing that the moms and dads are there if they're able to be to help them talk through some of that, because I know that that's some of the conversation we've been having at home. Mm-hmm. And obviously, a six-year-old's not going to sit there and say, hey, dad, let's sit down and process this together. <laughs> but yeah. he does, every once in a while, come up with a question, and... Yeah. It's amazing and kind of astounding to think, boy, he's thinking about this stuff already. He understands more than we realize. They do. And it's an amazing testament to the wonder of God's creation and these little people, how how much they do understand, which is why we have to be truthful with them and open to the, as much of a, 
a degree as we can to their level of understanding and then trust in God to help us walk through all of this because that's what he has promised to do and that's what we need to do is to follow his will, rely on God's word and put our trust in him. Yeah. And it's good that we have that Abba Father to look at. Well, just like Jesus used the same phrase. I mean, he had a daddy too and uh, still does. In the same way, we want to try and maintain those same relationships with our own children. And this is hopefully providing an opportunity to reevaluate where we've been and where we're going. Well, we've talked about dads. Maybe we should talk to our Heavenly Father. What do you think? think? I think that would be wonderful. Would you mind? Sure, you bet. Heavenly Father, Daddy in Heaven, thank you for being our Father, because it's only because of you that we are your children. You sent your Son, Jesus, and uh, he has made us your children. We are his brothers and sisters because he died and rose again for us to save us from our own sins and our own problems. And we know that you are constantly with us. You're constantly surrounding us with your love. And help us always to look to you, not only as your sons and daughters, but for us who are dads ourselves. uh, Help us look to you for that strength and that encouragement and that, that purpose as we raise our own children. We thank you for the great blessing it is to be a parent. And we simply ask that you'd continue to give us your power and your strength through the Holy Spirit. We ask this in the name of our brother, your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, Pastor Rich, let's go out back and cut some grass. (laughs) Make some little roads. Uh, I might go fishing. Okay. Yeah.